Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready, get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs, your hobby content alternative. I am Brett McGrath. B2B marketer, sport card collector and investor, and professional wrestling fan. I am a real American. Fight for the rights of every man. I am a real American. Fight for what's right. Fight for your life. Yeah, let's go! God, the lovely sounds of Rick Derringer playing that iconic Hulk Hogan Real American theme running through me right now. I can run through a wall. You know why I can run through a wall? Because I said my prayers and I took my damn vitamins. Let's go. God, that's a good way to open up the show. I should open up every show when I'm happy with Rick Derringer's Real American get it turned freaking up, and maybe if I'm feeling a little heelish and I want to cut some promos, I'll get that NWO theme, fuh, 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 life. That's what we're doing. And the reason why I started off hot and at the top like this, because there's going to be some professional wrestling card talk on this pod today. Yes, sir. So I'm just setting the stage right now. This podcast today, we're going to talk about professional wrestling cards because it is something I am spending more of my time on. And I think if you are thinking about wrestling or if you're a wrestling fan, you should be too. So this is going to be a theme that's going to come in stacking slabs. It's going to be a heavy dose today. The primary purpose of this conversation today will be talking about collectors and how there are so many damn awesome collectors in this hobby and in this community. And I am learning so much from them. So I just want to kick it off from the top just by saying I am just incredibly thankful. I'm thankful for the interactions and the conversations that I'm having on a day-to-day and weekly basis. I'm getting lost in these conversations. There are so many of them, and I am just time is passing as I'm meeting new people, DMing through my Instagram page, and it has just been such a fun thing for me to be talking about topics here on Stacking Slabs and have People listen and care so much to want to dive in deep about that. I hope you're learning something from me. I am certainly learning something from all of you. I also like, I don't want to just brush past this, but really the show has always been about my journey and the evolution of my time jumping back into the hobby and share what I have been learning and then also how I've been evolving. When I started this show and I've talked about this, I said, you know what? I'm stuck at home. I do this professionally. I really need to share my thoughts and ideas of what I'm going through in my learning experiences because there's a lot of people in between 30 and 40 during COVID that are jumping back into the hobby. And that's what this this show has really been about. And there's been so many of you that have connected with me about your own personal journeys and you telling me, like, oh, that's fun that you're at this stage right now. I remember you know, six months ago or five years ago when I was at that stage. 
And just getting that feedback from people is just so much fun and so inspiring. But like, I know you all feel this, like when you're not busy with your kids, you're not busy with your job, you're not being a good husband, when you're not, (laughs) that, that sounded bad, when you're relaxing from being a good husband and you're by yourself, let's just say, paint the picture, let's say you're in your favorite recliner, maybe the wife's in bed, it's you time your kids are in bed, you're pulling up your phone and you're digging in, you're digging into Instagram, you're moving over to eBay, you're on Starstock, you're doing all of these things that really make you happy and you're interacting. And I think we can all relate to that. And I think it's so much fun. And I think the thing that I've learned is just certainly like when you've got these moments by yourself and you've got your phone in your hand and you're digging in, like the biggest piece of feedback that I've learned and I just want to share is like, you don't have to do it by yourself. There is literally a community of people and you just got to be proactive and just reach out. So what I'm going to talk about today is I'm going to talk a lot about collecting. I'm going to highlight at the end of the show, I'm going to highlight my 10 favorite uh, accounts on Instagram, collecting accounts and why I like them and also some stories about cards that they have. I reached out to all of them. I kind of, it was under the gun. I just kind of said, hey, I'm doing this thing on the podcast where I love your page and I want to recognize my favorite 10 pages right now. Can you just shoot me a note on your favorite card? So not everyone has gotten back to me on that yet, and that's okay. I What I'm going to do is for anyone who hadn't gotten back to me with the response, I'm going to go of the hobby hustle. I'll just lead and just kind of do a follow-up with people who've gotten back to me. But it is just an amazing group of people that, I will talk about how I measured and how they were selected, but it was really just people that inspire me, people that are accounts that I want to share their stuff and just good people. So we're going to dive into that at the end. Part of this is I learn from them. So I want to bring awareness to their accounts. I'm sure that you follow a lot of them. Maybe you don't follow all of them, but like the recommendation after this episode or maybe during when you're hearing the names, go to their Instagram page and hit follow. Like, my goal here is to get them as mo- as many followers as possible because they're accounts that I believe in and accounts that inspire me and learn from, and I know that'll inspire you. So we're going to do that at the end. I also just want to revisit this because I had a post on this last week, and I brushed by it when I was uh, doing recordings. But just overall mental health awareness, I think it was med- it was mental health awareness day last week. I did a post on that personal post about mental health and what it means to me, you know, struggles, battles I've had, what I've done to counteract those and kind of the program I've built to keep my mind healthy on a regular basis. I did that because I know other people are going through similar issues and I got messages, direct messages about it, which is, was the goal. And that was the goal of the post is just, I hope that someone can see this post and they can really know that they're not alone and know that there's brighter days ahead and there's opportunities and there are things that you can be doing to alleviate some of the struggles that we're going through. And it's just something I'm always going to be an advocate for. And so I don't, these types of things, they have these days to bring awareness, awareness to these topics. But for me, like I want to make sure that if I am fortunate enough to have a platform that people come in and care about and listen to and interact with me on a regular basis. I'm going to make it not just about cards, but I'm going to make it about stuff like 
looking after your mental health or helping others look after theirs. And that's what I'm going to do. So there's going to be more of that to come. It's an important topic. I'm super passionate about it. I mean, this is just transcends it. I really admire athletes who have a platform right now who are um, talking about their struggles or family struggles. Um, Two guys that come top of mind of Kevin Love. I mean, there's not a better advocate right now for mental health than Kevin Love and his just vulnerability and just transparency and personal use case on this topic. And his advocacy for pushing for changes in the NBA has just been awesome, like more of that. Um, And then just my heart goes out to this kid because I just not only love watching him, but just he's such a powerful individual and just so like just such a leader. And that's Dak Prescott. Obviously, if you followed his story, you know that, you know, him and his, you know, mom had set up a foundation and there's just a lot there. And my heart goes out to him going through another struggle physically, but I wish him the best. Dak Prescott, get better. I really appreciate all those guys do to help continue bring awareness to mental health. So again, like, let's, let's go. Let's learn from others. Let's connect. And the more communicating and connecting we, we can do around not just cards, but other topics that might be a little more personal, it'll make you feel better. At least that's what it does for me. That leads me to my Instagram page. And just my Instagram page in general has just been just such a fun place for me to go and be happy and just meet so many people. And I've really turned that into a place where I communicate my thoughts and I get feedback. And it's not just about promoting the show. Like that's a channel, obviously, where I'm connected with the most people and why is the basis of doing this show because I'm talking about collectors accounts I follow. But really, that's been the my primary channel to find out like, what I'm thinking, what I'm about, promotion a show. And it's just, I'm going to just continue to double down on Instagram because of that. I've got a lot planned coming up with just some amazing people in the hobby. I'm working hard at this and it doesn't seem like work because I love it. I will spend all day on this because it, it is a creative outlet for me, something I'm passionate about and care about. And I just love meeting people from all over the country and some people that I love meeting from that Bay Area was my favorite hip hop trio in the hobby. Hopefully you all got a chance to listen to the hobby hustle last week. Peter Pac-Man, Slabby Sosa, Rip Hamiltops, so much fun, so inspired by that. And I gotta I just gotta do this because the day the episode dropped, they released a new song. So just we're just gonna listen to a little bit of my pack. Let's check it out. Man, do you, you hear that? I mean, this man is talented. Rip Hamiltops, man. The guy just not only holds all these running back records in the state of California, but the guy can make a beat. And listen to that voice. He's, he knows what he's doing. So I just got nothing but love for those guys. Go follow their accounts. Just incredible creative trio. More to come with them. I'm so excited. Sky's the limit. Part of what I'm doing on my Instagram, if you follow it, hopefully you do. Check me out on all my social channels at Stacking Slabs. You know that if you're listening to this show and you like it, hit that subscribe button. Can I get a few more reviews? Let's do it. 
uh, tell a friend. Got to put in those plugs there. But part of what I'm doing with the Instagram handle, and you've probably noticed this, is when I'm at my like 10 at around like 7.30 in the morning, probably, seven in the morning, I, this, like my routine is I'm like very routine oriented. I wake up every day and I go run six to seven miles. That's what I do. Helps with my mental health. It helps put me in a good place to start the day. It gets those good feels going. And so like all of my juices are flowing early. So like my creative outlet, like my creativity is at its peak at that time. And so like, as I'm like getting in the shower and I'm getting ready for the day, I'm thinking about the hobby before I'm thinking about my work day. I know you can all relate to that. That's what's happening to me right now in a big, big way. So what I've been doing is I've been just like, I'll have a thought on something and I'll just take to Twitter. I'll have my like daily thought. And then, you know, since Instagram is my primary channel, I was like, you know what? Like, since this is my thought, I want to make sure like a majority of my audience can add feedback or let me know what they think. And so I'll post that to Instagram. So that like process has been like such a good one for me because the engagement has been awesome and it has led to so many cool conversations. And I'm going to talk about some of those today and talk about some of those recent posts and some of the reactions. So one to set the stage, which a lot of you liked, which is fun. I said, getting back into the hobby is like going to college, arrive, make a ton of mistakes, get in trouble, wake up with regrets, forget about it, chase the next. Then you meet some upperclassmen who show you how it's done, remix their teaching, find happiness, and graduate. And that was so relatable to me because I felt like when I got back in the hobby, it was I was wandering aimlessly. And I encourage people to wander aimlessly and have fun, see what makes you happy, try new things. But it's not until you start connecting with those that have been there for you to start getting validation and some further direction on your activities. And that is why I want to dedicate this show today to the great collector and some of the great collectors I've been following and interacting with. So my criteria right here on some of these collectors are that like, as I was thinking, why do I like these people? They're people that constantly, when I'm like, we're all scrolling through our Instagram, you know, scroll, 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 like done with the story, scroll, scroll, scroll. And they provide that pattern interrupt where it's like you hit your thumb and you stop and you look at that card. You look at the copy, the words they use to describe their posts. And to me, it's like, one, look at this freaking card. Two, look at the time this collector took to write about their card. That is one thing that I don't think gets enough love in in the hobby. And that's copy on Instagram. Man, the people who got the passion are taking the time to put words and thoughts together. You notice that? You know what I'm talking about. And that is like such a beautiful thing. I love words. Words tell you so much. Words combined with pictures, man, that's advertising. That's pattern interrupt. That is what inspires me. So they provide a pattern interrupt. They're people who I don't even think twice about sharing that to my stories. I'll give it the stacking slabs endorsement by hitting them with the wrestling sticker. You all see my feed. You know that wrestling stickers I use on people's posts. And then I'll also reach out with questions. So all of the people that I'm going to highlight today provide me with pattern interrupts, provide me their accounts. I always share their stuff. I hit them with that wrestling sticker and I reach out with questions. So I have to 
like go back to the posts and the thought process because this really does set the stage for an incredible conversation. And part of why I do this too is I'll go drop this post on Instagram and I'll go for a run and I'll come back and I just can't wait to see the reaction. I'm like, I'm a fiend for that. That's my addiction. That gets me like so high, like seeing the reaction. And so this morning as I'm recording this, I woke up a little bit later in the day. It is Saturday as I'm recording this. My wife had to work today. She's in medicine. So she went out. I knew I was going to go for a run. So I kind of took things slowly and I dropped this post. And when I came back to my phone, there is someone that I'm highlighting at the end of this episode that responded to this post. And I just got to read it because here it is. So I posted collectors buy cards that we plan to keep. Better cards appear and we sell the originals to fund the new. We have the opportunity to do this because the cards we bought increase in value. I've always been confused by the terminology. This is investing to me. That was my take. My take was I always was confused by like investors, like in quotes that people, the perception of investors in the hobby. It's people who are buying these cards and they're waiting for these moments. And I've been there. We all do this. Like maybe it's a hybrid of what we do with collecting and investing in quotes. But we buy these cards, wait for a moment to sell so we can get money, then put it into our collecting. I think like the elements of like collectors to me and how collectors behave and operate is more indicative of investing and how you invest in like the stock market. That's my perspective. So I've always been confused and I think it's a really big misconception. And I was like, I'm going to drop this because I want to see what kind of response, because I know people are going to have a response to this. And I did. There's like, this post has been up for like, you know, a couple hours and I've already gotten some incredible responses, but the literally, I'm going to just read this verbatim because it deserves this time. And this comment I received is I responded back to this comment to this account and said, this is probably the best take in response of a post on my post I've ever seen before. It literally stopped me in my tracks. So teaser alert, this account is in my top 10 and you all know this account, exquisite collector. Jeez, we'll talk more about his account later. But he responded back this. I think there's some distinction between collecting and investing. If you buy a card with the plans of keeping it, thinking you won't find anything better, but then something better comes along that forces you to resell, you are a collector. It just so happens your collecting goals are just bigger than your funds. If you buy a card because you think it will go up in price and plan to sell when it goes up, you are an investor. You would sell to make the gains real, even if there's nothing better to replace it with. Some people buy and sell Luca cards, parentheses invest, to make enough money to buy MJ cards, parentheses collect, so they are both. Some say they are collectors but cannot resist the money when the cards go up in price. They are confused. Unless they do it knowingly, in which case they pretend to be collectors to get good prices but really intend to make money off of cards. Investor flippers. I love it. Rarely people buy cards to invest, but find out that they love the cards so much they don't ever sell. These are converts to the cause, LOL. (laughs) 
end real life situations might end up dictating who you are at any given point in time, but I believe the intent defines who you are, even if your eventual actions may not be consistent with your intent. Like a collector having to sell because things in life demanded money, he would still be a collector in my eyes, even if he cashed out. Let's stand up. Let's applaud. Exquisite collector took the damn time to look at my post, think about it, and respond back with that completely amazing response. Be thoughtful. That post to me is just a reminder to be thoughtful. So often in the hobby, people are immediate reaction, immediate reaction, immediate reaction. And I just, to me, like that is just one of the coolest things that has happened to me in the hobby in a long time. So shout out, Exquisite Collector. We'll talk more about you soon. All right. Man, (laughs) we're going. So let's jump into wrestling. All right. You all know I'm super passionate about wrestling. You've seen my room upstairs. My wife's a saint for letting me have this unbelievable collection of wrestling toys, memorabilia, and cards. So what got me back into the hobby was I was a part of some wrestling figure groups, and they started talking about wrestling cards. They started doing breaks. I had never seen a break before. They were doing 2019 Tops Undisputed breaks. And I saw these cards and I was like, these cards are amazing. They're like beautiful. They're like autographs or numbered cards. Like the imagery is amazing. And so I was like, man, I'm going to be a part of these breaks. These are fun. So that's what got me back into the hobby. And I started to think, okay, well, let's see what NBA cards are doing. And that's where I, Noticed everything that was going on with Zion and Ja and you name it. So really, wrestling cards were responsible for me getting back into the hobby. Now, I've talked about my Undertaker acquisitions. When I jumped back in, I was like, man, his rookie cards are so cheap. But then it really stopped there. I started to put my focus and attention in other areas. And those areas were basketball and football cards, okay? But then you start thinking and things happen and there are signals that get you back interested in stuff that you might have been thinking about almost a year ago. Well, that's when I really started to pay attention to what was happening on the Pokemon side. And now, a disclaimer here, I've never collected Pokemon. I have really no interest in Pokemon. I think I was on like the back end of that trend and I just never got into it. But this whole craze on Pokemon. I get it. And I get it because of my love and connection with professional wrestling. We love characters. Like that is part of human nature. And this is something that I can definitely see the connection of Pokemon and people in nostalgia growing up with Pokemon. And now they see value in these characters and they're all in. And so for me, while I'm not going to start collecting Pokemon because I have no passion for it and no alignment, I do appreciate listening to content and perspective about Pokemon. It's fascinating to me. I think I just understand it. Like you start to hear all these names and like Logan Paul was one of them. I started getting DMs about him. And I honestly, I don't know if this like shows my age, but like I have no idea who this guy is. Literally no idea. But I started hearing responses and people were talking about his Pokemon breaks. And so I was like, 
finally I got around to like looking at it. When someone says like this guy did a break and there's like 400,000 people, shout out Card Talk. I think that was on Card Talk that mentioned that. That's going to get my attention. So started talking with my brother. My brother had been paying attention to what this Logan Paul guy was doing. Obviously, I've done my research, understand who Logan Paul is now, and I totally get it. But I watched his video of buying that for $150,000, the PSA 10 Charizard Hollow. And, you know, after I watched the video of him going to the guy's home, like I was like, all right, I like this guy. I get it. I'm about this. I get the passion. I understand this. So I think for me, like what's triggering all of my feels for wrestling cards and why I want to like use some time on my platform to talk about it is because like one, I think like wrestling cards are always going to be something that I care deeply about just because I care about wrestling. I think the perception is there's a lot of uncertainty. Wrestling cards are a little confusing. Like there is different sets. There are international components. There are different rookie cards. It takes a lot of time, energy, and resource in order to understand the wrestling card market. So like you really have to put in the work, which is something I talk about all the time, and you really have to love wrestling in order to get into wrestling cards. I think like for me, it's undeniable that there are like so many opportunities with wrestling cards. I think you like a lot of the stuff, you know, is not in great shape. So like lower graded cards are of value and sought after. Vintage, there are people that are there is like very low population in just as a macro when you're talking about like grading there's graded stuff on ebay for sure but like a lot of stuff is not graded so there's opportunity there so i think like for me like looking at wrestling like i am like spending a lot of time on wrestling cards right now and i view them like as long-term investments because they're things that i i know wrestling very very well And so I'm studying the market and I really love associating myself with wrestling cards. So I think a couple things here. I think just thinking about like the WWE as a whole. All right. It's a global company, international superstars, international appeal, 180 countries, 28 languages, 800 million households each week, seven hours of original content, 11 million fans watch it. People can go on WWE Network or YouTube and watch these legends live forever. It's like, you know, they're characters, right? So there's an attachment and alignment and there's just a huge market for wrestling. So I'm going to be talking about wrestling cards more because I'm spending my own money on wrestling cards. And I think there's a few things just at the highest level to call out is you got to know your product. And this is like turn left when the market is going right. Like if the niche community of people around wrestling cards are very, very focused on the vintage side and very, very focused. You've seen the 82-83 Wrestling All-Stars, Ric Flair. You've seen the Hogan. You've seen the Rock 97 Cardinal Trivia card. So more of nostalgic uh, vintage components, which I totally agree with. Like my head is there too. I'm highly focused on that. But my other mentality is there's these modern cards that like are in a set like Undisputed 2020 that it might be a Triple H autograph where he doesn't sign that much and this card's a limited number and it's got a serial number on it. So like there are opportunities, I think, in modern cards if you're thinking about it the right way. And not thinking about it right way is like opening up a pack, getting a card and saying, oh, I'm going to try to flip this. It, there's not really 
a flipper mentality like with wrestling cards that I'm seeing unless you're like able to buy a vintage wrestling card, get it graded and it grades well and you sell it for like 5 to 10x what you bought it for. So there are those cases, but again, like you just got to be very very careful and thoughtful with your approach. So just there are a lot there are resources out there that I follow. So one uh Zan Morning on Instagram, he's got a YouTube channel wrestling with cards. Shout out Zan. We chat all the time. Good dude, very passionate about wrestling cards. If you go to his channel, you'll learn a ton. You can also check out David Peck. David Peck is like probably uh, LeBron James of wrestling cards, I think. I don't know him, but I think he deserves some love here because like I'm looking up his. Okay, so yeah, I want to make sure I got his handle all right. So you can follow him on Twitter at dpeck100, or you can follow him on Instagram at 1982wrestlingallstar. So his handle is that set. But these are great like people to go check out their stuff and learn a ton. I'm learning a ton. So this is what I'm doing. Like I am, I'm buying vintage and I'm being very thoughtful with my approach I'm taking. I am trying to buy graded. If I do find raw cards that I like, I'll bite on them. Like I'm a Vince McMahon collector. Like Vince McMahon is the Walt Disney of professional wrestling. So there's some Vince McMahon opportunities out there. Maybe digging into Vince McMahon. Probably I bought my most expensive wrestling card this week and it's not vintage. So I see that there's opportunity with the, I'm letting all my cat cats out of the bag, but this is just to show you how to think about this. And you can have different thoughts and opinions too. We're, we're waiting to see how this all plays out. I think to me, there's an opportunity with women's wrestling cards because there has never really been a Hulk Hogan of Hulk Hogan and a Ric Flair of women's wrestling until right now. Look at Becky Lynch. Look at Charlotte Flair. They're icons. They may have invented a WrestleMania first ever. So for me, I see tremendous opportunity in Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair rookie cards. I do. Transcendent wrestling superstars. So I bought, I'm jacked up about this. I worked out a deal. Thank you to the seller. I'm excited about this. I bought a 2015 Tops undisputed Becky Lynch NXT first card, purple serial numbered out of 25 autograph. PSA 10, baby. I bought this card. I was hunting, made a deal. This to me, this card, it's like the exquisite version of like the LeBron James rookie. It is beautiful. It is a 10. It is someone that I think is significant. We're bringing that word back in a value to the wrestling community. So I cannot wait for that card to hit my doorstep. I'm going to show it off. I'm so proud of this Becky Lynch, the man. She's going about to have her first baby, Seth Rollins' baby with her here coming up in December. She's been very adamant about changing the game and like not having the stigma of just being a mom, but going out there and busting ass. So her legacy continues in the hearts and minds of professional wrestling fans. So very, very keen on Becky Lynch. So I bought that one. And I'm digging around on some vintage stuff. I'm digging around on some Vince. And I also said, you know what? Undisputed 2020 tops just came out. There's some cool cards in there that I want. Some serial numbered stuff, Triple H stuff. 
bought a hobby box. So I bought a hobby box of this. I'm waiting for it to come. It's amazing. Go check out prices. If you're into wrestling cards at all, go check out hobby box prices of Undisputed. It's like a premium set. Just look at that price compared to what's happening on the basketball and football side. It's I get it, but it's nice to be able to have a hobby box of something that's really nice. Card stock, good imagery, good hits that is actually affordable. So what I'm going to do, I'm doing a live stream, Undisputed 2020, when that hobby box, when I know when it's going to arrive, I'll put on Instagram. This is when I'm doing it. I'm just going to go live and I'm going to rip it and I'm going to talk about the cards. So I'm fired up about it. Wrestling cards for me. I talked about Reggie Miller and Peyton Manning cards. Wrestling cards is something else. These are things I'm extremely passionate about. So why wouldn't I spend my time in the hobby digging into those things? Starstock. Go to Starstock. If Were you wavering on Starstock? And maybe last week you heard me talk about it and you jumped back in. Hopefully you do. If you haven't already, make sure you use promo code slabs to get $5 on Starstock when you're signing up. If you are thinking, if you want to send in all your cards and try to sell them during the NFL season, great solution. If you don't want to send your NBA rookies to PSA because you don't want to wait forever, send them to Starstock, wait for the season to start and transact. So make sure if you sign up, use promo code slabs for $5 off enjoy getting some money in your account and making it happen fast. Go check out Starstock. A lot of great content from this past week. I really enjoyed Tim and what he's doing with Mountain State Cardboard. Awesome to see a basketball card podcast have a drop. So Adam, always appreciate. I thought he was really smart about what how he approached this episode this week where he didn't give away everything that was happening in the second edition of the magazine, uh, Basketball Card Fanatic. But he de- he definitely like set the stage and talked about it in a way. To, it got me interested to go back and be like, oh, I forget what he was talking about there. So like, I really recommend, like, if you want to be smarter with basketball cards, you want to know the history, want to know the direction of the market and the hobby, go reach out to Adam on Instagram, Real27Guy, or email him at Basketball Card Fanatic. Get that first copy. Once you take a look at it, it's going to be, you're going to want to subscribe. So shout out to him. Shout out to Card Talk. Just been loving that podcast. Again, like they dove into Pokemon this week and I just sat back and listened. I'm just fascinated by it. Shout out to them and shout out to Kyle, Wax Museum. Always just really thoughtful and insightful conversations and content. I had a moment where I said, man, I've been listening to Wax Museum ever since I've been back in the hobby and I have not had a hobby hustle with Kyle yet. So I'm bringing on Kyle this week. It's going to be awesome. Sorry, but we, we might talk Indiana Pacers. I'm sure we will. It's the first time since being back where I can sit and chop it up with another Pacers fan. So that's going to happen. Really excited to share that conversation with you. I got to shout out some music. So one of my wife and my favorite artists, we've seen him several times. He's a gem. Love him to death. New album. Sundowner. So go check out Kevin Morby's new one if you're not familiar already. He's just a great creative and just makes great music and has another home run with his last album that was released this past Friday. Okay, round in the corner here. Let's talk about collectors. So I set the stage. The goal talk about these accounts, have you follow these accounts. Hopefully, they give you some inspiration because they inspire you every day. I'm going to, if 
any of them follow up with me that haven't already, I'm going to talk about some of the ones that I haven't gotten back to yet or haven't gotten back to me on just some of their favorite cards. But I'm going to add some more of their commentary in the Hobby Hustle before we drop the or before I talk with Kyle on Friday. So let's talk about some accounts here. All right, first account, and I call this guy, I've told it to his face. I call him directly that I say, you're my idol in the hobby right now. And that is at High End Kyler. I've been following at High End Kyler for a long time. His Kyler Murray collection is just off the freaking charts. It's out of this world. So I've had so much fun interacting with him. He had to be a pick on this because as you know, I'm a Kyler Murray guy. And so just it's inspiration for me. It's been so much fun and learning like there's the Indianapolis connection. We've talked about going to Market Square Arena as kids and it's just so much fun. So like if you have any interest at all with Kyler Murray, like or you just want to see a badass collection, like make sure that you go check out High End Kyler. All right. So the next one, man, literally as I am recording this, I look at my phone and this is the first time he's getting a lot of love on this episode, but just so thoughtful and so insightful. Exquisite collector. Like we all follow exquisite collector. Like it's just can't be understated how powerful of an account he has. And I read his response and now like I'm literally going to read his response. I asked him like, what's his favorite card in his PC? And this is nuts. All right. So I'm going to read it verbatim. This is the first time. The card in my PC that means the most to me is not necessarily the most expensive card, but two cards actually stand out. The first one is my PSA 10 power in the key, Michael Jordan. I was eased out of the hobby by this card because I could not afford the $50 it cost back in 98. When I came back in 04 in a better financial situation, being able to get the card felt so good. It was, it was my victory in so many ways. My better financial situation for one, conquering my nemesis for another. And to top it off, it signifies a new phase in my hobby life. I love that. The card that means the most to me right now is my 0405 LeBron James base rainbow parallel one of one. It was my first ever exquisite one of one and the first time I ever considered the possibility of having a true high-end PC. Back in 05, a lot of people were buying exquisite cards, so having some did not necessarily make one high-end but having an exquisite card on top of a player that only I could have was eye-opening. This opened a lot of possibilities for me that never would have considered possible. I have to say that was my PC. I have to say that my PC is where it is now because of that card. It taught me to try harder and loftier goals and chases. The end result is the PC that gradually became the IG post that you see today. Wow. I love it. Love the passion. Listen to it. The stories of, gosh, the connection. This is so good. Exquisite Collector is like my MVP for the week. I love it. It's just so good. Man, I could talk about his account forever. Go follow Exquisite Collector. I love the thought behind it. All right. So also another new account for me is, geez, MedStudent2101, Christian. Are you into PMGs? If you are, go follow him. It's absurd. Like, craziness like i love it if you were like want to get inspired like he's got a reggie miller and every time i look at it, i just like search him and i pull it up and it just gets me so excited i can't have a list without talking about the lucky show 05 my man g go follow the lucky show 05 he literally like right before i started recording 
just again so thoughtful and i just got to read his whole post because it just made me laugh he's just such an awesome dude and he's so genuine he said i really wanted to choose a favorite car and we all know him as a luca collector go check out his youtube channel too he goes, I really wanted to choose my favorite card in the hobby, like my Tom Gugliotta 93-94 Ultra All-Rookie First Team featuring the GOAT, my first 90s in Jordan insert ever. We talk, we can talk about Tom Gugliotta later. I'm in my Jordan 1988 Flair All-Star I won for my best friend in third grade playing horse, but I can't lie to myself. My favorite card is my Luka Doncic National Treasures D-Patch RPA. I mean, I proposed to the damn card on my IG account during the height of the stay-at-home order, so this probably isn't a shocker to anyone who follows me. At the time I bought it, it was the most expensive basketball card I'd ever purchased, and I was a nervous wreck about it until Luca's sizzling sophomore start erased my fears. This card has, of course, exploded in value over the past year, and collecting Luca has become a big part of my hobby identity. I mean, I start a YouTube channel dedicated to Luca, where I constantly show off my D. I recently wrote an article for Basketball Card Fanatic where I basically chose Luca. You have to go read this article that he wrote in Basketball Card Fanatic. It is the first copy, so you'll all be able to do it if you just email or reach out to Adam. But man, just there's so much power there. I love it so much. Gosh, getting goosebumps now. All right, so let's jump over to, if I'm going to have this list, I got to have Adam on this. I mean, he's just such a reference boy, the real 27 guy. His response was just not what I was expecting because he does his top 100 list. I thought he might like talk about like a Kobe card or something, but this is sentimental, which I love. And his response was his Carl Malone rookie card that he got for his ninth birthday. He still has it 30 years later, and it represents the kindness his parents had for him as a kid. I love the symbolic nature of each of these cards. Like it's just awesome. This is what the hobby's about. All right, next one. How about the Captain 37, Kevin? Are you following the Captain 37? I love his account so much. He's got so many great football cards on it. His response was great. His was 2010 finest super fractors, Peyton Manning. What a card. I'm so envious of that card. And he said it's his favorite player of all time. Kevin, you and my both, brother. And he said a lot of people get. Uh, know him about through Tom Brady, but he said his, his Peyton is where his heart lies, and I just love it. He bought it raw, recently got it graded, graded a BGS 9.5, one of one to you know complete the rainbow. That was like his mission, and now he has got this. If he said, if I got the one of one, I got to complete the rainbow, and now he's on a journey to get every top's finest chrome refractor for Manning, and the hunt continues. God, it's a great card. Next one, at That's the Old Price. Amazing account. Go follow. And his card is his Mahomes Black Prism one of one. And why it's his favorite card is because it taught him lessons about selling early. He moved to London and he stopped cards for six or seven years. And during that time, he sold uh, 8.5 Brady Contenders Championship ticket for 5K. We know what that card costs now. But basically, this taught him the lesson that like he would sell any other Mahomes before he would sell this one. And really, he traded his way to get it. So it means a lot. That card is badass. Like, come on. Oh, Zan Morning, my wrestling buddy here. I think he's going to have a post. So go check out his account. He's going to have a post about this card. But it's his 87 tops uh, WWF Hulk Hogan. You know, he goes, it's not worth a ton right now, but like go check out the story in his feed. So that's going to be something you're going to want to check out. 
Another one, Rodman PC, man. What an account. So much nostalgia. His was 92-93 Stadium Club members only Michael Jordan. And his quote was, this card takes me back instantly to 92 when I was eight and I didn't have a care in the world. He sent me a handful of slabbed up 92-93 Stadium Club members only cards. Just such an iconic card for anyone who grew up in our age bracket. And you know it's not a list without my man, Josh, Cardboard Chronicles. And his is his gold LeBron. And he said, you know, obviously the card is just incredible. You know, I still can't believe when he talked about how easy just the base stuff was to get when he started collecting. But like the one out of 50 gold, like he has it. And he talked about the story that he had to meet the family and hang out with hobby friends and do it. So all of these cards, like, it's amazing. Like, and I think definitely like, it's always fun to interact with Josh. He's just such a passionate collector and just yeah, what an amazing card. But it's just so much fun to just hear the stories behind all these great collectors and cards and the passion. And I think the more we can learn from people like them and the passion they have behind their collection, the better we'll be operating in the hobby. I hope you liked today's episode. I had a blast doing this. I really did, everyone. More information here. I'm going to be dropping some info on when I'm going to do that undisputed break. I want more people to talk to wrestling cards with. So if you're into it, hit me up. Let's chat. If you got questions, happy to help. Definitely look out for each other. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. Have a great freaking week, and we'll talk to you soon. Peace.